0: Boy, I love that song that was playing before they shut it down. It said, Jesus, have your way in me. <laughs> have your way in me now. I want God to have his way in me. I want God to have his way in you today. And I know this is the teaching hour, but I, I feel strongly that God has a word for us today. And I pray that it blesses you. I pray that you're moved by it. I pray that you leave having something that you didn't have when you came in today. And that's more faith. That's faith in a God who can do the impossible. (laughs) The impossible. Um, The impossible. He wants to grow our faith today. So I want us all to prepare ourselves to receive what God has for us. And I want you to all stand and uh, let's pray. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost and that it would build up our most holy faith as we get ready to receive the word that God has for us today. That means we need to press into him during this time. That means we're going to have to wait sometimes to get what we are looking for, to get what we are after. Sometimes we have to wait. You know, uh, during camp meeting, um, it was the final night, and uh, Brother Gleason um, called us up to the altar and the praise and worship team was getting ready, and they were getting all stirred up, and they were starting to sing. And and then all of a sudden, he shut things down. And he said, hold on, hold on, wait a second. There, there's five or six people over here on the right-hand side that are that are having revival. And um, at the time, my wife and I were at the altar. We were praying, and, and uh, we were kind of ready for the worship team to come up and get going. And You know I feel like I'm fairly sensitive to the to the Holy Ghost and I I didn't really feel it at the time but but I listened to the man of God I listened and responded and I said okay I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for what God has for us because clearly um, there's something going on the Holy Ghost is moving and so so I waited (laughs) and I waited and like I said At the time I didn't really feel a whole lot but I kept waiting and I kept praying and I'm here to tell you the Holy Ghost fell in such a powerful way, such a powerful way and I know everyone there experienced it. I don't know what happened with everyone else. I can just share what happened to me and you know, God brought me to my knees. He brought me to my knees. I had to get down before him. I had to get my face to the ground. Because he was dealing with me about something. He was dealing with me about a lack of faith. About a lack of faith that he could do something in me that he could speak something through me. He said, do you realize who I am? No, do you really realize who I am? I am the God of the impossible. So whatever you're dealing with today, whatever you have come in with, I want you to leave with something else. I want you to leave with more faith in the God who can do the impossible in you. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we need you today. I need you now, Lord. And I know you have spoken to me in such a powerful way, and I want you to speak through each and every one of the people that are here, Lord. I want you to move in us. I want your mighty hand to be upon us. I want us to, to grow our faith in you, our dependence in you, our trust in you, Lord. And I want you to have your way today, Lord. Speak through me now, and I ask this now in your mighty name, in your mighty name, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. I know I've already shared a little bit of what God has placed on my heart, and... um. You know, just echoing that sentiment. I don't have the scripture part of my slides, but Mark 13 and 11 says this, But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what you shall speak, neither do you premeditate. But whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye. For it is not ye that speaks, but the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. And I pray that the Holy Ghost speaks through me today. Not that um, as ministers, not that we don't prepare, we do. We pray, we study the word, we, we spend hours making sure that it is a message that God wants us to give. Um, <laughs> but when we come here, this is his church This is his church, and if he wants to take this message in a different direction, then then he can do that. And I want to get out of the way. I don't want to have some premeditated program that I've got to give to you today and not allow the Holy Ghost to lead me and move in me and speak through me, because I'm here to tell you right now that he is the God of the impossible, and he's going to do the impossible in all of us today, in our lives, in our marriages, in our hearts, and in our minds. I want God to change us, to grow us. I want this faith that we claim to have, this apostolic faith that we claim to have, I want it to be alive in us. I want it to be stirring in us. I want us to respond to the Word of God when we hear it. I want us to respond by faith. Help us, Lord. I want us to be doers and not just hearers. Hmm. I've already mentioned the scripture in Jude 1 and 20, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Luke 8 and 15 says this, But that on that good ground are they which, in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, they keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. It speaks to people that have faith, that are able to receive the word of God, what we read, what we hear, and they respond to it. And they produce fruit. I pray that we receive what God has for us today. He is the God of the impossible. Luke 8, 22 through 25 says this. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples. And he said unto them, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy and they came to him and awoke him saying master master we perish then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased and there was a calm and he said unto them where is your faith where is your faith and they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. Where is your faith? Take a moment and ask yourself this question Where is your faith today? Where is it? You know, how many people here uh, know Brother Lee Stone King and have heard him preach? Yes, he's a powerful preacher. If you get a chance, I recommend listening to one of his messages. And each and every time I listen to one of his messages, my faith increases. My faith increases because he has such great faith in the God of the impossible. He proclaims it. (laughs) He lives it. He experiences it. Why? Because he has faith. And I want us to have that same kind of faith. I want to preach and teach the word like he does. You know, there was a recent message that I listened to. It's called Peace Over Fear. And again, every time he speaks, he speaks of this faith, this apostolic faith and how it's different. You know, he... He shares in this message that uh, he was raised a, as a Baptist, and then he got into the Evangelical Free Church, and uh, and then he had his first exposure to an Apostolic Church. And he talks about how different it was, and he explains just how how powerful it was. He felt this palpable difference when he walked in this church, and he was he was. You know, a, a key person in in his church. He he uh, took people to uh, Chicago. He grew up in Iowa, but he took people to the Billy Graham Crusades in Chicago. So he was a man of faith. He loved God. He was serving Him, and yet he speaks about his first encounter in an apostolic church. And it's it's interesting. He he goes on to kind of describe who these people were and. He said he grew up in a Baptist church where nobody raised their hand in worship. No one would raise their hand in worship. (laughs) And that if somebody sneezed, boy, that kind of threw people off. But he talks about how if somebody falls out in an apostolic church, well, they'll, they'll just raise them up. They'll just believe that God can do a miracle at that time. God can do the impossible. And oh, how his faith grew. He goes on to eventually share how he came to receive the Holy Ghost and how that clearly has changed him in such a powerful way. And I want that. I want that experience to be my experience. I want that story to be my story. As I grow in my walk with God, my faith in him. He is still able to do the impossible in us and through us. I think the mistake that we make far too often, I've made it. And I'm, I'm recognizing my fault. We, we read the word of God as if it was a story. It was, it's like a Star Wars story. Long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Let me tell you about these stories, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's not what the Word of God is. Yes, there are stories. There's some amazing stories of God's faithfulness, God's grace, His mercy, and His love. But they're not just stories to read and say, man, what an amazing story. There are stories that are supposed to come alive in us. We have to put ourselves in these stories so that we learn how it is that we are to respond to difficulties, to trials, to tribulations, how we're supposed to have faith like they had faith. That doesn't mean that they didn't doubt from time to time. And we'll touch on some scriptures that point that out. But ultimately, their faith grew. Ultimately, God gave them more faith, more of what they needed for that day, for that hour, for that time. And so I want, again, each and every one of us (laughs) to leave here possessing something you did not have when you walked in. That's a line that I stole from Brother Lee Stoneking. I love that line. I'm going to use that line. I really do. I want each and every one of us who walked through that door to leave having something that you didn't possess prior to coming in. I really do. I want God to move in a mighty way today. I want us to get ready for the preached Word of God today, and it starts now. It probably starts on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If we're not doing that, we're coming empty, and we have nothing to respond to. How can we respond to the preached Word of God? How, how can we even respond to the Word of God if the Word of God isn't in us? you won't be moved to stand. You won't be moved to say amen. You won't be moved to clap or say hallelujah. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to manipulate people to stand just to stand. No, what I'm trying to say is, if the Spirit of God is in you, If the Spirit of God is in you, you should be just supernaturally moved by the Spirit to stand. When the Word of God is being spoken of, it doesn't matter if it's at home, it's at work, it's here in church, it should move you. If it isn't, if it doesn't, then we are missing something. You say, but brother, I have faith. I know that's good. But maybe you don't have enough. So what is it that we're missing? What is it that we're lacking today? That we need God to fill. That we need God to give us more of. He wants to give that to you. But you need to cry out for it. You need to hunger for it. You need to thirst for it you need to pray for it pray in the holy ghost that our faith would be built up get to that place where you're filled with the holy ghost get to that place where god could then fill you with an increased faith in him i saw something posted that i thought was really good I think we should not go on Facebook at all, personally. That's just my personal take, but I did see this. God is bigger than your past, your pain, your anger, your fear, your scars, this world. He is absolutely bigger. He has created us. He has created this world. His mighty hand is upon us. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. (laughs) I wonder if there's anyone out there today that can back me up Hmm. (sighs) that feels God stirring in us I pray that he gives us more peace for those that are struggling with anxiety I pray that he gives us more strength when we are weak I pray that he gives us more wisdom to know what to do, to know how to live. I pray that he gives us victory over sin. Real victory. Real victory. You know, God wants to give us the desires of our hearts. He truly knows our every need. And if they are righteous desires, he wants to give us those desires. He wants to meet our every need. So again, what are what are you struggling with? What are we struggling with? What are we wrestling with? You know, I, uh, I mentioned what happened um, at camp meeting leading up to Friday. Um, God spoke to me in a powerful way through three patients that came into the office. And I had been wrestling. I knew God was trying to speak something to me. I had been wrestling, and uh, he showed up in such a powerful way. He spoke through these patients in such a powerful way. (laughs) The first patient comes in, and He had uh, injured his shoulder, he had an AC joint sprain, and you know, the first few weeks were rough. You know, he was looking at me like, man, am I gonna get through this? I don't even know if I believe in what you're telling me. And I, I told him, I said, you gotta trust me. You gotta trust the process. You gotta trust that eventually you're going to get there. Now, it's not gonna be just better, better, better. You're gonna have good days and bad days, but eventually you're going to get there. He said, so you're telling me I got to trust you? I said, yeah. Yeah, you got to trust. I know what I'm talking about. Trust me. Second patient comes in. And she said, you know, I'm sorry I'm late. I uh, got caught up in traffic, you know. But I was listening to something coming in. And and, uh, I said, well, what was it? She said, "Uh, this person was just saying, you know trust the process I said what she said huh I said what what did you just say she said trust the process oh okay she said what I said I just spoke to the patient before you and I said trust the process she said boy when I hear something over and over again in the same day I start to listen to what's being told I said God I'm listening I'm listening now I said what else she said you have to trust in the person who created the process I said what no she said trust in the one who created the process trust in the one who created the process I said whoo I'm listening now I'm listening the third patient comes in. She's apostolic. She has a shirt on. It says, his will, his way, my faith. Wow. <laughs> and that, I think that's what my response was when I first saw her. I said, wow. And she said, what? I said, God is speaking to me in a powerful way he said I can use you but it's gonna do de- it's gonna be done my way because this is my will and you're gonna do it my way and this will be your faith if you have faith that I can do this then I will do it and she spoke to me about a, a number of things and uh, Again, total confirmation in what God was trying to tell me. He was basically saying, You don't trust me like you should trust me. You don't believe. So now I believe. (laughs) That doesn't mean I won't have doubts from time to time, but I believe that God can use me. I'm not going to question that faith anymore. I'm not going to question in just how mighty he is and that he can do the impossible in me because I can't do it. <laughs> None of us can. None of us can, but he can if we allow him to do it. Hebrews 13 7 and 9 says this remember those who rule over you who have spoken the word of God to you whose faith follow considering the outcome of their conduct remember the word of God that has been given to you and the stories that have been given to us this is the faith that we need to follow the f- The faith that comes alive when we read this word. And it's essential that we know this word. We know the doctrine that God has given us. Doctrine matters. And we know that all scripture has been given to us, right? Right? I don't know if you can pull that scripture up. I think it's what's next. 2 Timothy three fourteen through 17. Using the New King James Version, which I think I messed that up. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. We need to continue to grow in the knowledge and application of the word, We need to grow in our faith that he can do the impossible. He did it when he saved us. And he continues to do it as he refines us, as we become more consecrated to him. From the day we first believe until the day that we see him face to face, this is what he wants to do in us. Grow our faith. Verse 15 says, And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All that we have is in Him. All that we need is in Him and in His Word. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, Thoroughly equipped for every good work. My King James Bible says, throughly, throughly. You say, is that a real word? <laughs> it is. Right. And uh, really the difference is, you know, thruly essentially means thoroughly, but it means from the inside out, this process from the inside out. So I want that. I want God to thoroughly and throughly furnish me, equip me so that I can be equipped for every good work. And this speaks to the point that I mentioned earlier. The scripture tells us us that if we read it and live by it, we will be equipped with everything we need to grow, grow in our trust, grow in our walk, grow in our obedience, grow in our faith. It's the word of God that tells us just how big He is, and He is the God of the impossible. If there are doubters out there that are listening today to this message, it's okay to have doubts. But I, les- I listened to a, another message, a little, you know, sort of podcast, so to speak, on discipleship now uh, by brother Rodney Shaw and he talks about living by faith and in that message he um, mentions the dangers of doubt and uh, dangers of continuing to live in doubt, doubting who God really is, doubting that his word of God is truth there are some real dangers to that And again, not to say that we don't have doubt from time to time, we don't question from time to time, but God ultimately wants us, when we are doubting, when we have that lack of faith, He wants us to seek after Him, to realize that He is in control, that He can do it, that He can make a way, that He is the God of the impossible. So let's look at some scripture that talks about this. John 20, verse 24 through 31, talking about doubting Thomas. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of... The nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. There's that doubt. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless. Did he really not have faith before? He did. He just didn't have enough. He was calling him faithless at the time. And be not faithful, faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. This is a good response when God rebukes us for our (laughs) lack of faith. (laughs) This is a good response. My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, these are written, that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, we might have life through his name. Another story, Genesis 18, through 14, talking about Abraham and Sarah. Beginning in verse 11, Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child, since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord is anything too hard for the Lord at the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son he is the God of the impossible and there are people right now that are questioning what God can do in their lives Maybe you don't see it. Maybe you've been praying diligently for it, and God hasn't answered that prayer. He is still the God of the impossible. Keep pressing. Keep waiting. Keep seeking his face. Luke 1, 18 and 20 talks about another couple. This now in the New Testament. The irony of this story being so similar to what we just read, beginning in verse 18. And Zacharias said to the angel, how shall I know this? How shall I know this? For I'm an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Once again, the danger of doubting God. You can see here that Zacharias became mute because he didn't believe in what God can do through him and in him. So we must realize and must understand this, right? This word is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So as we read this, I pray that we're applying this to our lives so that we don't run the risk of doubting God That scripture in Luke finishes up with Mary questioning how she could be the mother of the Son of God. How can this be, she said. This is impossible. But the angel of the Lord spoke to her and said in Luke 1 and 37, For with God nothing shall be impossible. He is still the God of the impossible. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Right. Yesterday, today, and forever. The same God of the Bible is the same God that's living today, living in us. And he wants to do so much more in us and through us, but we have to be submitted to him. And we have to desire those things, desire those righteous things. So my hope and prayer today is that each and every one of you hears what it is that God is trying to tell us all. He's trying to increase our faith today. I want you to know that it is God who supplies all of our needs. So if you have a concern today, I want you to bring it to the Lord. And I want you to have faith that he will supply your needs. Psalm 37, 3 and 7 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. You do good when you trust in fully in him. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently in him for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Put your faith in God, the God of the impossible, and he will bless you in due time. He will bless those that wait on the Lord. In closing, I want to draw our attention to the fact that God has told us once again in his word how mighty he is. He is the God of the impossible, he has told us of the miracles, signs and wonders that would be done through those who believe in him. Miracles, signs and wonders. Can you believe it? All through the book of Acts the apostles are recording recorded doing these miracles, signs and wonders. So lastly, I wanna leave this scripture. Jesus is speaking here in the book of John, and he says this in John 14 and 12. Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do shall he do also. So we have the power to do the same works that Jesus did? Yeah. We have the power to do greater works than these? Yes. I'm still struggling with that. (laughs) The God of the universe, who robed himself in flesh, Who performed many, many miracles, signs, and wonders? He says, We're going to do greater works? How is that possible? How is that humanly possible? It's not. Only through Him, only through His Spirit, only through His power. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. This can only come by the grace, mercy, and power of God coming alive in us. And this is what we should all be seeking after, being used in this way for his glory, for his honor, for his fame. So I hope our faith has grown today. I hope we leave here with the knowledge that God can do the impossible in us, and through us. Let's all stand and pray. (sighs) Lord, I raise my hands in worship to you, Lord. I thank you that you are still the God of the impossible. I thank you that you have anointed me, Lord, with this message. You have stirred in me, Lord. You have ordered my steps and ordered my words, Lord, and I pray that this word would be edifying all those that have heard it Lord and once again that you would get glory honor and fame as we seek your face as we seek to increase our faith and live this life for you I pray for the remaining of this service I pray that we would get ready for worship in the preached word of God and I pray that you would have your way in us today Lord I ask this now in your mighty name, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give a hand clap of praise unto the Lord. Thank you. If you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit EphesusChurch.com. Thank you for being a part.